And um, if you're new, uh, meaning this is your first um, week for these uh, classes, uh, this uh, series that we're going to be doing, at least I am when I'm here on the first uh, session, is on uh, home Bible studies, uh, more specifically uh, spiritual uh, reproduction through home Bible studies. And the goal of this is for every single person who's interested in teaching home Bible studies, uh, we want you, number one, confident that you can win someone to the loss through teaching them a home Bible study. Two, that you have the confidence to do so. Three, you are called to teach home Bible studies. Everyone in here, if you're born again Christian, it is God's will for you to teach a home Bible study. You say, who, me? Yes, you. Yes, you. You can teach a home Bible study. Amen. You say, well, I don't have the uh, uh, background and uh, I'm not as equipped as this person, that person to teach a home Bible study. No, you don't have to be equipped as someone else. Amen. If you could sit down and teach someone A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you wouldn't actually teach uh, J with A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the alphabets. Uh, but there you may teach a, ch- a young child that or teach them how to count or whatever. There are people in this city, many people in this city who do not know the ABCs of the Bible. You have more than you give yourself credit for. And even if you stumble over your words, that's no problem. If you use the word of God and you stumble over his words, somebody may stumble into salvation. No problem. They fall forward. It's a good thing. This is what we're here for. We're here to not only get what we can receive that God freely gives, but we need to freely give what we have received. God has freely given us salvation, and we don't want to hoard salvation unto ourselves and to proclaim no one else can have it. We know we need it. We needed it. We still need it. And the rest of the world can have it, and he's going to do it through people. How many people in here was won by a spirit? I don't think so. You weren't won by a spirit. You were won by a man, a human being. Somebody, male or female, when I say man, meaning mankind, male or female, somebody introduced you, someone talked to you, somebody did something uh, or whatever. You were, God always uses human agents. And even if he used an angel, if a spirit came to talk to you, that spirit led you to a man or a woman. Period. Whether it's in a church building or whatever. And so God's method for soul saving people is using people. And he doesn't care what the struggles of the instrument are. He doesn't care how the instrument looks at themselves. God is able to use that instru- instrument despite that. You can teach a home Bible study. Everybody say, I can teach a home Bible study. 
Amen. Go ahead and preach that. You can really do it. So there are some things we need to know. Ministry, this is the ministry of the saints. Home Bible studies is not the ministry of the pulpit, the platform, the five-fold ministry. Um, If you would, could you put Ephesians 4? We probably already covered this in verse number 11 on the screen. I probably have you drop to verse number 9. Go to verse number 9. Thank you very much. Uh, Now he that ascended, now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. That's the parentheses. Uh, So go to the verse 8. Sorry about that. There it is. That's what I want. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, that's Jesus, he let captivity captive, everything that was bound, he said, I can set, be, I can set free. And he gave, he not only came to set people free, but he came to give gifts unto men. How many want a gift from Jesus? Here's the gift that he gave to the church. So the next verse, verse 9, it's, a par- it's in parentheses. It's a parenthetical statement. In other words, he included something that really could be left out. Verse number 10, per- the end of the parenthetical statement. So we're going to jump from 8 to, to 11. 8 to 11. 8, then to 11. Come on, you're messing up my time, man. I ain't got that long. <laughs> Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Verse 11. And he gave as the gifts. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. This is what he gave. And why did he give it? Next verse. For the perfecting. The word perfecting there is the furnishing, the finishing, the completion, the equipping, as many translations would have it, um, for the what? The equipping of the saints. Why? Why would God want to equip you and why would God want to furnish you? Not by himself, but how did he furnish? Through the ministers he just talked about. All right? Why? For the work of the ministry. God is using the pulpit ministry to equip the church for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what we're doing here on Thursday nights. Amen. How many want the body to be edified? Amen. How many want the work of the ministry to be fulfilled? You see, that destroys the concept of uh, clergy laity. The word clergy is not in the Bible, and the word laity is not in the Bible. But the word church is in the Bible. And so we all do our part. The fivefold ministry works to equip the body for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body. Home Bible studies is not the responsibility alone of the pulpit. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to teach Bible studies, but it's not for me. 
That's why you get calls and say, I have somebody to teach a Bible study. That's why everybody in here should want to teach a Bible study. Everyone in here is called to teach a Bible study. We're going to get to that in a minute, prayerfully. I hope. I want to talk to you about the law of minimal returns. Uh, it's not a topic, uh, or it's not a, a uh, message title. You know, so when people normally go, oh, it's like, man, it's, that's just one of the, uh, the points. Uh, a lot of energy has been uh, spent uh, and expenses uh, have been, uh, how would you say, uh, extended uh, or uh, people have utilized different uh, financial uh, endeavors and spent a lot of money. Let me just boil it down to you. Wasted, now I ain't going to say wasted, but spent a lot of time, energy, effort, and stuff like that. Many churches on trying to do outreach. Various methods of outreach have been done and tried and, and, and everything else. And, uh, but small returns from these investments really can cause disappointment and discouragement. Now, how many of you have been out on outreach and visitation and door knocking and anybody in here and um, we do all those things and and then you we pass out 200 300 flyers and people come smile and say yes pray for me man we have a good time passing out tracks and and everything else so it's going really well and we put a lot of energy and effort and sometimes finances to get very little return. People put spend money, 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 billboards, flyers, newspaper, radio ads, newspaper ads, you name it, we do it. You get out there in the parks and everything else. And then all the preparation, weeks of preparation. I mean, I thank God for we did the um the event in Rosedale. We, we have somebody from Rosedale from that event. Hallelujah. We have had an event in Hoffa County. We had someone that is still coming to church on Sunday morning, uh, I think, or at least the evening time or whatever. I don't know if anyone else in here or maybe during the morning services uh, have been one or uh, another uh, meeting place have been one. But we, 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 we have seen results, but very little if we're honest, minimal results if we're honest with one another. Should we stop doing those things? No. Am I being critical of those things? Absolutely not. I'm just making an observation that we spend it. And I'm, I, again, we're not saying not to do these things. Most churches will have, you know, four, five, six, seven different modes and methods of outreach, evangelism, etc. And still, a lot of times, they're empty pews. Hello? I know we have some mega churches out there, but let me tell you from what I, the research that I've been 
introduced to says that mega churches have the most turnaround than any other churches that are out there. Small churches, medium-sized churches, mega churches, they go through people, through people, they recycle because people want to come there because it's the, you know, for status quo and everything else. And they just cycle through, cycle through, cycle through, cycle through. They have their main group of people. I'm not saying that. And so, but anyway, uh, the idea is to not necessarily build a crowd, but to build the church. Not that we're building the church, but we are assisting God. We are his fellow labor, labor, at least the uh, laborers, at least we're the fellow laborers of Christ. And so in spite of all the commendable efforts or whatever, sometimes lasting results are kind of on the down low or the downsize or minimal. The, the, uh, so again, I'm not trying to criticize anything. I'm just making an observation. And so the, uh, the problem is we, 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 we get an idea, right? And I'm not saying the ideas are from God. And man, we're, we're gun ho. We're like, oh yeah, let's do this thing. Action 238. And you come up with these, uh, you know, catchy things. And the really the catchy things is to catch people. To get them motivated, get them activated, to get them involved, and et cetera. And then, guess what? You do all this great drive, and you get some results you can talk about. But after a while, not too many results. And you know what? After a while, you what you do is you kind of hunker down and say, you know what? This, this doesn't work. I mean, not that it doesn't work, but it doesn't work to the degree that we want to see, that we believe God for. And this kind of stuff, it just can't be laughed away. Hello? We can't laugh it away, uh-huh, you know. It can't be sung away. Oh, we're just going we to sing and we're going to play and we're going to have a good time. It can't be prayed away. The only remedy for, to erase This feeling that we have when we are not reaching the loss because we are built to reach the loss. It is the purpose of the church. I didn't say a crowd or a religious group or whatever. It's the purpose of the church to reach the loss. And when we're not fulfilling our purpose, we feel purposeless. That's within us. And coming to church and getting all you can get from God, sooner or later, my friend, it just where you know, sooner or later the that, that novelty wears off. You're looking for something else. You need a, a new high. You can come and shout and all that. And it feels good for those 30 minutes of worship and praise. But nothing is lasting like reaching the lost. Hopefully I have some people that agree with that. Yeah, I'm not looking for amens. I'm just saying I hope I have some people that agree with that. So the only remedy, folks, is to have our houses filled and our altars filled and us getting out, being mobilized into other houses and, and seeing our baptismal tank filled and people being prayed through and all that. That is the only thing that's going to satisfy a true born again uh, child of God that's uh, seeking to do the purpose and will of God. That's the only thing. And so we have to work. We have to have a plan and we have to work the plan. P. 
People want revival and harvest, but don't want to do the work. Now, I've had to go outside to my lawn and do work. I like, you know, the nice stuff to get your lawn looking nice. But no, or to get your lawn lawn looking nice. If it's not looking nice, it's take a it takes a lot of work. You got weeds and all that. It takes work. If we are going to see what we desire to see, we're going to have to work. You say, man, uh, we're working hard around here. I know we're working hard around here. But I work, I work 50 hours a week. I understand. I work probably more than 50 hours a week. I got quiet in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know my job is just running my mouth. <laughs> a lot of times. Helping somebody through. But. There are, back to what I'm communicating, there are people and souls that I believe is the will of God for us to reach. But it's going to take a specific, everybody say specific. I didn't say Pacific, I said specific. <laughs> Some people say Pacific, like wait, what ocean you talking about? Let's be Pacific. <laughs> no, specific. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said rinse something out, and somebody thought I said wrench. <laughs> and then he said, wrench something. Yeah, that's country. I said, yeah, it is. Who said that? He said, you did. I said, no, I didn't. You're not hearing right. I said, I know, I know your wife tell you, you you ain't hear something right all the time. I know that has to be the case. Uh, wrench. Wrench. Anyway, that's off the subject. <laughs> Folks, lost souls are everywhere. I said lost souls are everywhere. We see them everywhere we go. Maybe some in the building. Put on my glasses. No, I'm not going to do that. That's supposed to be funny. but (laughs) Somebody said that wasn't funny. We can name a number of different type of outreach methods and like door knocking, canvassing, and we can come up with all those things. And, it, uh, and they, they produce some results to varying degrees. I'm not saying that, you know, we need to do all things and be all things to all men that we might win a few, uh, win some. I, I proclaim that. I believe that. I, I speak that. And, I, uh, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to go in different uh, places doing different things and uh, you know what is the scripture says uh, give to seven and also to eight right huh is it said is it that the way it says give to seven and also to eight huh yeah give to seven and also to eight and I forget exactly where it is my brain is it's is fried I know it's in the Old Testament Ecclesiastes okay now see I'll move on <laughs> but that's good. I'm glad that I'm glad. Now now the, the the thing is is uh Oh I got good time. Woo good time. 
<laughs> I got good time. Yeah. If we take a, a true inventory, I mean, we we have, I think, uh, I wish Sister Nicole can give me the numbers. Uh, maybe next week you can. If I'm, uh, I would like to know how many guests we've had. I know at, uh, the previous year we had maybe 100 and one year we had 150-something guests or, or whatever. I think North, I don't know for East. I, uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is now. You know that now? Yes. How many guests did we have? Was well, that for all locations, right? All of we had two hundred and sixty-five guests. And y'all clapping. That's good to a certain degree, but it's also damning to a certain degree. Now, we can't do anything about everyone, but we can do something about a lot of them. Well, we're trying to do all we can do, and that's something later about um, another time about follow-up or whatever. But, I, we, you know, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. And so, obviously, we're doing something to get them into the building. Now, I know some people find us by way of the web, right? We have a few that found us by way of the web. Internet, right? We had a few that have done that and whatever, but and some have walked by and said, "Hey, let me come in here." But for the most part, we we you know it's uh, someone communicating. All right, so some of these things are are working. Some of these things are working. But um, the bottom line is, we spend a lot of hours, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, and stuff like that. And again, we're not seeing a whole lot of return on our investment. So the idea is what? To increase our return. Any uh, successful business, they uh, take inventories and they want to look at their profit, their gain, and they want to look at their loss, right? And we should do that as well. And so sometimes we need to ask ourselves some honest questions. That's why we try to track what we're doing. I know you say, man, we got all this tracking. We got a tracking system for this, tracker for that, track for this, track for that. You're like Big Brother. You're watching everything we do. We should. The Bible says to examine yourself to see whether you're being the faith. We, too, we always try to examine what God is doing. Oh. But we need to examine what we're doing. And so taking an honest assessment, we need to look at, okay, just say, for instance, uh, how many people have been born again in this church over the last 12 months? Sister Sarah has that number. Where is she? Well, how many people we had over the last 12 months? Born, saved. That's the category. So 100 and something people have been filled with the Holy Ghost, whether the first time or, or second, and 70 something people baptized within a year. So we're, we're, we're doing something. Hello? So y'all hear that? We're doing something. I'm giving credit where credit is due. <laughs> you hear that, right? 
It's like, man, he's coming down on. No, I'm just making an observation. But pastor, we're doing all we can do. Stand up if you're currently teaching a home Bible study. Now, that is less than 10%. Well, yeah, probably less than 10% of those who are here. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have one that's not God hadn't, whatever. I'm getting out at nine. And one of them is a couple. Sit down. Thank you. I shouldn't have said, please, please <laughs> retain. Sit down. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. it didn't, I didn't mean it like it sounded. So uh, it's not 90 people in here, so that may be maybe 15% at best. And if you uh, do the totality of our congregation, meaning the people that typically come more in both morning services, you would find, easily find out that it's definitely less than 10% uh, that are teaching Bible studies. And so um, I, I say that to say this, is uh, we, we do all these things, but we have not really given ourselves to being sold out as a congregation to getting Bible studies and making that the main soul winning tool that we do or have. See that? See how you see? Now, why does that have to be the main soul winning tool? Because I can tell you, going to sow seed is not the soul, the main tool for soul winning. It may be for outreach or witnessing. If that's really witnessing. It's really not witnessing, it's sowing seed. And I question if it's really sowing seed as the Bible says what seed is. I'm going to go off course for a second. It's in my notes. Okay, I had those flyers. We call those seeds, right? We call those seeds. In the book of Matthew, is this all right? Y'all would tell me if it wasn't? No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. In the book of Matthew, uh, when he talked about this, this, uh, the seed being thrown to the ground, remember? And some go on good ground, some go on stony ground, some go by the wayside, some go by the thornies, thorny, you know, the thorns come and choke it up. What was the seed? It was the word of God. Right? What do we call, and the word of God uh, went on the ground. What was the ground? What was that in, the, in that particular parable? The heart. We mix parables because we always say this, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, the ground is the world, the field. What do we call the field? No, we call it the world. We don't call it the harvest. We call the field the world, right? Go out into the field, right? We call it out there because we use a different parable. But when you're talking about the parable, they're talking about the seed and the sower and all that. The, the, the field was people's hearts. So we hadn't sown seed unless we sow word in people's heart. So 
based on that particular scripture, passing out fires is not sowing seed. That may be in a different analogy, but based on that scripture, sowing seed is to sh- to show or to share the word of God so it can spread in someone's heart. So, based on that scripture, I'm not sowing seed unless I am sowing the word or communicating the word. And when someone hears it, now whatever happens after that is their business. So me passing out flies and tracks, or I just gave somebody a track, or, or I gave somebody a flyer, and it had a scripture on it. They probably didn't read the scripture. They may not have. So I didn't really sow a seed if they never read it. I give somebody a flyer, but that don't mean I sow seed. I'm talking about based on the seed is the word and the, and the, and the heart is the ground. I know it's a scripture that says, uh, uh, there we go. I know that's a scripture that says, uh, the, 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 the field is the world and all that. That's talking about something totally different. And so how can I biblically, based on this scripture, sow seed? How can you sow seed effectively? Bible study. Home groups. Now, I know technically, technically speaking, that's like more so planting because you're doing it specifically to a person or whatever. But unless I'm going out there and I am actually giving someone the word, when I'm out there, I'm not sowing seed. Unless I give them the word, I'm not sowing seed. But I have an opportunity. Paul says some sow, some water. God gives increase. Then in one scripture he says, I planted. Apollos have watered. Right? And God gives the increase. Right? And so, it doesn't have to be me. Doing everything. Not that I'm saying I am doing everything because I know I'm not. Because we have a, a great team here. We have a great team here. Sister Van. Now, I don't I can't remember how many people have come um in your family. I think nine maybe? Ten? Ten how many is it? With your, your children and nine? And grandchildren, total nine. Okay. You know, I don't know if they would uh, receive it, but you can pull a chart, get one of those charts, and teach them the Bible studies. They have a better chance because God is doing something behind the scenes. And they come, they may not hear any, every, everything, and I don't know if, how much of they understand, whatever. I, I think they get, get a lot of it. But the word of God is being sown. But the word of God, oh, the word of God being sown on a Sunday morning to you all. So here we go. I throw some seed and everybody get the seed. How many people we have tonight? Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Discount children, not the, you know, 65 maybe. 60 adults. 
we probably a little more than, you know, adults, right? Now, what if these 60 adults go and sow seed? Hello? We just doubled. Again, as I said last week, if I was the only Christian, born again Christian, and I want a soul, no matter how, but I'm using my home Bible study. Want a soul through home Bible study. I just double the church. You two can teach a home Bible study. I know you know a lot of people. Yeah. You can teach a Bible study. You say, you know what? God's been doing something greater now in, in our lives. And what's different about y'all and you know, people ask, well, what, whatever, and, you know, why y'all go to church or whatever the case may be? Well, let me show you why. I want, you know, would you like a Bible study? You read the chart. Even if you read it the day before, if you read it the same day, you're going to teach it. Because many times, you're learning while you're teaching. You want to learn, if you want to learn the Bible, I'll tell you how you learn the Bible. Start te- you get a Bible study. You know, it's like this. You you start reading, and, and every time, I don't care how many Bible studies I've had, every single time I have a Bible study, and then next thing you know, a light bulb goes off. And I'm like, whew, I'm trying to keep my composure, and I'm laying it down like I knew it all along. I've, I've been knowing it for 20 years. My wife would come back and say, who, babe, look, this is, this is what I say. This is what God is like. Whoo, they just don't know. God's giving it to me the same time, just like tonight. God is giving, you know, we're forever learning. But we're coming into the knowledge of truth. You, you see what I'm saying? Sister Monique, there are Bible studies that you can teach. And we think somebody else who's been around or whatever, they, they need to teach that Bible study. They need to do it. No. We can do it. I think I was in the church for just a few months. I was ready. I was ready to teach Bible studies. I, I, I remember sitting in. Uh, we had Brother Valley. We had, I think at first it was a uh, brother. Uh, what's his name? Lawson. He came for a few weeks. The very second Bible study that he taught, he says, we had, he brought someone with him, young guy. I think I was 25, but he was young. <laughs> he was just like 17, 18. He said, um, put your hand on his head. Man, I put my hand on his head. I felt a 220 charge. I'm like, woo-wee. You know, I'm, I'm ready. And that, he, let, he let me know by that as, hey, you know what? You can be used to God. Second Bible study. I was ready, man. I was ready. Brother Valley, Elder Valley, he came. We started teaching him and Brother Lemon. <laughs> I used to call him Lord. Yeah, you didn't know. I used to call him Lord Naughty. <laughs> I said, Lord, Brother Valley was so sweet. Thin, thin, thin man. Man, he was real. Where's his uh, son? Andrew. Man, he was thin. He was thinner than Andrew. He was real. And the other guy was kind of heavy. I used to call him Lord Naughty. And I used to say, Brother Lord, Brother Hardy. <laughs> They would give me the word. They was laying on. They were double teaming me. 
And I was like, every time he would come, and then he, Brother Val was doing it by himself, and I guess he went to, Hardy went to Virginia. <laughs> and he was doing it by himself. And uh, I remember saying, every Bible study, I'm going to teach me a Bible, so I'm ready to teach. I'm ready to teach. I'm ready to teach. Within a few months or whatever, I found somebody to teach. I don't know if you remember Sister Valley, uh, uh, Al, Al, a uh, friend of mine named Al. You remember? <laughs> I started teaching, teach, teach Al. Al got baptized, received the Holy Ghost just a couple of months after I, after I got, uh, after I got the Holy Ghost and got baptized. Hello? Hello? Just a couple of months afterwards. Now anybody been here, any, anyone in here have been saved or filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in less, uh, you, you've had the Holy Ghost been baptized in less than a couple of months. You are a candidate to teach a Bible study then. Yeah, yeah, you too. Yeah, you too. How many in here work? Okay. How many here go to school? How many here go to the grocery store? How many come out of their house? Have neighbors? See people? You have a mouth to speak? Huh? And I don't care if you're Mo- Moses slow to, you know, slow in speech and, you know, and all that. Amen. You know, you, I don't care which excuse you can use. God showed that when he used Moses, he said, you, I don't care what type of speech impediment you have. I can use you. As a matter of fact, the more difficulty you may have in speaking, the, the greater God gets the glory. Because someone who comes, yes, um, let me tell you, you can turn to Genesis uh, number one and uh, verse number one, and, and it says on this wise. In the beginning, uh, God uh, created uh, the heaven and uh, the earth. Uh, but you have somebody that says uh, uh, G- G- Genesis Chapter 1, ver- verses 1. In the beginnings. The God cre- created earth. But then by the time you get to the point is, when I got baptized, I felt clean. And when I received the Holy Ghost, the power of God came and it changed my life. And that's why I love God. And you start doing that, take me to the waters. I don't care what speech impediment you have. God will get more glory because you know it's not you. I don't know about teaching no Bible studies. I'm going to stop with this thought. Maybe. Well, I have to stop pretty soon anyway. Now, there's more to this subject matter, because you're saying I'm just talking about Bible studies. This is just the first, last week and this week is the first part of it. It's the ministry of the saints. I'm trying to reassure you 
that you uh, have all it takes to teach Bible studies and that this is the ministry of the saints according to Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 12 that this is your ministry everyone's ministry regardless of whatever other ministry you may have your ministry my ministry is to teach people not necessarily to preach right here actually all of our ministries are to preach not necessarily behind a pulpit Bible says preach to every creature. You know what that means? Proclaim. Preach. You're just proclaiming the good news. All right? You're witnessing. The other thing is to teach. Um, if you can place um, Matthew chapter 28 and verse, verse number, I guess, 18 on the screen. In this dispensation. There we go. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Do you believe that? Do you believe Jesus when he said all power was given unto him? You believe that? Now, why would he make that statement? You think that he would go off somewhere talking about, I got all power, I can do anything. Notice what he says in the very next verse after he lets you know he had all power. Go ye therefore, because I have all power, you need to go. Everybody say go. Because Jesus have, if you believe Jesus have all power, I know I don't supposed to be preaching, but if you believe Jesus has all power, we should be going. Going to do what? Go ye therefore and teach. Who was he talking to? His disciples. Go and teach. Well, I'm not called to the pulpit. Maybe you're right. You're probably not. But you are called to teach. Everybody's called to teach. It's for everyone. Because Jesus has all power. Why, why, why should I go teach a Bible study? Because Jesus has all power. How can I be used to God? Because Jesus has all power. How can someone be saved through me? Because Jesus has all the power. Jesus has all the power. He's going to do all the work. All I need to do is go ahead, go on out there. You start teaching, guess what? God's going to work with you. Um... Some important questions need to be asked about the Lord's commission. Do we believe this verse of scripture? Don't worry. I'm not a Trinitarian. I know the Father, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I know some of you looking at that, right? Because we stay on that. We say, let me hurry up and get past that. Let me explain. Acts 2.38. Matthew 28, 19 is just as important as Acts 2, 38. I love going here. Because I know who the name of the Father is. And the name of the Son. And the name of the Holy Ghost. But that's not the point. We make that the point. Apostolics. 
But the point is, is because you know who have all power and you know what the name is, let's go. We got one side of the bread covered. We got the other part of the bread covered. Uh, he has all power and, and we know the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. What about that part that says, go ye therefore and teach? We take the meat out of it. Do we believe what the verse says? Did Jesus mean what he said? Did he give us an impossible task? We can't teach Bible studies. Oh, he didn't give us an impossible task. We can teach Bible studies. Are we doing what he asked us to do? Are we teaching? Is this commandment just as important as Acts 2.38? Now, we've already demonstrated we've had people get baptized, people get the Holy Ghost. There should not be one person get in that tank, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, get baptized in Jesus' name, that we don't. I'm sorry, I don't want to say hound in a bad sense, that we don't hound them for a Bible study. Now, hound could be taken negatively or could be taken positively. If I'm out there hunting and I want what I, if I want the, the game, the big game that I'm hunting for, a hound dog sounds good to me. Nothing wrong with a hound dog. Right? <laughs> Some of y'all need to get that owl spirit. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. I know. So y'all thinking that y'all just waiting for me to say it. <laughs> I know y'all what you're thinking. <laughs> I just accommodated you. The apostles taught home Bible studies, Acts 5, 42. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus. That's Acts 5 and 42. In Acts 20, 20, Paul declared, I have taught you publicly and from house to house. Teaching. Teaching. From house to house, put verse number of uh, the uh, previous uh, verse back there on the screen. And we're going to end with that 5 and 42. Daily, and daily in the temple, not just in, not just in the building. And in every house. I'm talking about home Bible studies, folks. And home groups. That's what that that's what we're talking about. Again, this is going this hat this must if we're going to do what we say we're going to we we're going to do what we proclaim we're going to have to teach and preach Jesus in the houses. Now, I I know of some churches I've been listening to some preachers that um they have, have been talking about their home groups and they have a lot of home groups, multiple, some of them 50, 60, 70, and there's some, but a lot of them are Bible studies. So they count any time they have something going on in a house, they call it their, a home group. Because sometimes those Bible studies go longer than, uh, you know, we want to we wanna do one and get it over with. And next, next. You know, that's what we, you know, well, I, I got, you know, I've taught 20 Bible studies in a year. And, uh, you know, you teach the, you know, we love that until it's marvelous light. 
You teach 50 into his marvelous light and only two people come into his marvelous light. I read a search, I read a teach search for truth and exploring God's word because it may take a little while to search for the truth and explore God's word, but in the end, somebody's going to get saved. Oh, hallelujah, anyhow. I think next week I'll finish up. Next, next, next week, but next time I'll finish up on the ministry of the saints. And um, that was on page three of eight pages. Um, I'll finish up, do my best to finish up the ministry of the saints. And then we're going to get into uh, how to get Bible studies and how to be, uh, to teach uh, productive Bible studies and to see results. We're going to do that. And um, that will be the second uh, part of that. Um, and then some, the lastly, will be some do's and don'ts in home Bible studies. And by the time then, folks, you're going to be ready, ready to do home Bible studies.